0: What's going on today, everybody? Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This is episode 16 of the Heroes and Mutants podcast, sponsored by Higher Passion Entertainment. We thank you guys so much for joining us today, especially with all the craziness going on. And I just want to introduce my awesome host today, Josh. What up, guys? Ruben. What's up? And Jimmy. What up? So how are you guys doing today? How's everybody Everybody going?
1: I'm
2: doing pretty good. Good, good,
1: good, I'm man. I'm actually doing really good. Very,
2: very you, good. What's Ruben? Yeah, same here, man. I'm um uh, going with the flow, you know what I'm saying? Uh. I'm doing okay. I'm doing yeah, okay,
3: everything seems to be coming back to normality, kind of. So we'll see slowly. where it goes slowly, slowly. but slowly. there's some sort of progression, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, wouldn't say it's like giving us hope—not completely, but it's giving us hope that something will soon be able to like walk out. I mean, even though you know, masks are always going to be recommended, Or people are just going to be wearing
1: it just yeah. for protection overall. Exactly. I don't think it's ever going to fully go back to normal until there's actually a
0: vaccine, though.
1: Like a full, full normal, where. No precautions. Just go yeah, about think, your life completely normal. I think for the then. unforeseeable
0: future, that's probably how it's going to be. And people are always going to be those precautions and people are going to be yeah. like, oh, well, I'm going to keep my six feet apart because, you know, just, just so all bad. the fear and hysteria that was behind it and all the media saying, oh, you're these many pe- millions of people are going to die. So… I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon at Yeah. All. I'm not going to yeah. lie.
2: I think uh, the whole face mask thing is uh, a whole fashion trend right now. And not even a trend. I think it's going to
0: be even…
2: It after all into this, a fashion even, trend. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, a trend, trend go, Like yeah. all these
0: companies capitalizing it and like selling, you know, these mm-hmm. different face masks. And it's crazy. Because yeah. I ain't going to lie. I think even after all this um, blows over… face masks. Yes. Yeah. You're going to buy face that, mask. Superhero face masks. <laughs> I wanted to get
1: the Bane one. They had a Bane Ooh. one that was like authentic looking. I was like… If you could get the one that's like the, the Tom Hardy version… That would be awesome to wear. And but then you're going to have to go on talking about him. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, would <laughs> like, I would like the double cheeseburger today. Bro, I like how you brought that up. Is. I like what how you brought that up. Because I,
2: I almost that? bought that um, face mask. But then uh, the homeboy Stefan from Audio freaking… Uh, Extracts. S-tracks told me like, now nah, you're too skinny for that, bro. You need to get big first. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, for sure yeah, then, first. bro. So I got to get swole first. It I got to get swole. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, with all that being said today, we actually have a different… Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, We don't have as many topics, but we're going to really go into detail about these and, you know, give wanted to bring something a little bit different and really branch off and go a little bit more and have a little bit more context and yeah. have something that you guys weren't expecting. So, um, yep. you guys ready to dive into these topics today? Oh, yeah. Always. No, always ready. ready. Good, good, good. So, um, one of the big things that's going on in the news, like, with superhero media is Hartley Sawyer, he played Elongated Man in The Flash. Oh, yeah. He was actually fired recently for uh, racist tweets he posted in 2013 and 2014. Uh To get a little bit of context on how bad it was and just it's not like he had said F this or F these people. Uh, Josh is actually going to read read what he had said just to give you guys a little bit more context and understanding. (laughs) All
3: right. So just I'm going to read you guys some of these tweets. Don't get mad. I'm not someone saying them. All right. They're just what he wrote. (laughs) So some of them are the saddest part about someone committing suicide is that they will never listen to David Bowie again kind of insensitive but okay. All right. Not racist Yeah, We but. have if I had a wife, I would beat the hell out of her tonight. LOL. <laughs> definitely not racist, but that's a very awful thing yeah. to say. Most so, most definitely. Um, I am way too black to burn from sun rays. Uh
1: that. considering he isn't that Yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's a now, really bad fuck? thing to say. That's pretty stupid. Yeah. What else? There is
3: let me t- um Icebreaker All women should be in sex farms <laughs> Wow
2: That's <was> very
3: misogynistic <laughs> Okay Damn Alright so And that's so only misogynistic, to begin with right? And that's just to begin oh, with that, And those are all like 2012, 2013 So it's like not even
0: so. just the fact this of is just him being
1: racist it. it's Didn't he say something
3: else too? For the record Bestiality
1: jokes aren't funny Unless the beast mentioned Is my future mother-in-law What uh,
3: the Just Okay shit.
1: So he didn't even, I understand he's not actually reading the racist quotes for you because it's kind of a hot button thing and I understand it not wanting to come out of his out of his mouth. But I think it's the fact there's a couple racist tweets we're not going to read but in conjunction with all the sexist things he has to say with uh talking about beating your wife.
0: Bestiality. Bestiality.
1: He in general just sounds like a, a douchebag.
0: Douche like a moron. Or-
1: yeah. Collectively, I could see why a company would not, Want to… Promote him. Yeah. Promote him or be stuck with that because it's not yep. going to be good for your image. It'd be one thing. I mean we all say stupid shit from time to time. Of I course. say stupid shit. It slips. We learn as people and as we grow. That's more than just one little slip up. That sounds like deliberately trying to it sound like an asshole. Because it was throughout exactly. the time of the year. Yeah. So yep. it's
3: like what was going through his mind when he was… Freaking writing all this crap. Exactly. I mean, he already came out and apologized saying that he was trying to get it for attention. But still, it's not something you freaking try to put out to try to get attention. That's so a sure horrible way of going about it. Exactly.
0: But well, what do you guys think? Trying like, should, should actors be fired for things they've said in the past? Like, depend, like, you know, just because it's one of those things like it was in the past, but also like how much of it is their responsibility to be aware and be careful of the things they're saying, especially with regards to the internet. Because once it gets out on the internet, all people have to do even if they delete it you take a screenshot and six seven ten years later it can, it can come back to haunt you like do you guys feel like they should be fired for something or should it be like one of those things hey like they said it a long time ago just let it go like Depends how do you guys the, feel i think we
1: has. need to take it on a case-by-case basis because Definitely. that one sounds excessive where i'm not gonna, from what i understand maybe he's grown as a person i'm willing to give him that i understand people grow and he doesn't feel that way but there's just too many of them, so I can't blame the company for not wanting to do it. If something somebody said something stupid in the past, so long as they apologize and you know, and explain that, you know, they don't know better. We're all human beings. We all we're in a new era where human beings have always said stupid shit, but we've never been under a microscope because social media and the internet was exactly. not a thing before yeah. set so that, that completely changed the game. So I think as so long as people are mindful that they've said stupid things in the past and they apologize, it should be fine. However, if it's a pattern of behavior that exhibits something kind of toxic, then yeah, I get why a company would fire somebody. I can't even blame them. And I could Definitely. see why people would be upset. These are not the special types of when ideas. it's in the
3: whole superhero community. Just everyone is so engraved into this that if something like that were to pop out and how everything with superheroes is coming together in unity and having and that superheroes and sort of bring that sort of hate.
2: Well, I just feel like hit. with everything that's going on right now, that has to. Um, that has something to do with the main majority why he got fired. I'm not mm-hmm. saying he doesn't deserve it, mm-hmm. but I do feel like James was um bringing up on that um aspect, you know, where um perspective I should say, where, you know, he 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 probably did grow as a person. He admitted it. I mean, we don't know it because like he said, he even admitted to that fact too, where he said he knew he did what he did in that time when he mm. tweeted that, but he kept his um he did that white silence type of stuff, you know, he. He did as him growing as a person, he never put it out there. He never put it out there like, hey, you know, I'm trying to be a better man or something like that. You know, so I consider that. Yeah, exactly. until he got caught up with it and all that stuff. Right.
1: You you make a really good point. Mm. If he had acknowledged it years ago before the public acknowledged it and came down on himself he would be in a very different position than if you just left him up and never addressed it only for… And especially, you think he would be smart enough. You know that everybody analyzes everybody's Mm -hmm, tweets if you're even remotely famous… Why would you not take them down or disavow them or make a statement before? So that wasn't very… But
0: the smart. thing about that is he's not just going to say it out of nowhere. Like, he's not just going to come out and say, Oh, six, seven years ago, I made very insensitive <laughs> comments of, and was just being stupid and said some racist things because I was trying to get attention. Like, he's not just going to come out of the woods but and say that. Like, it's not going to… But tell- it's
3: still common sense. Yeah, like, I know. If you're, you're like, like, going to get into this… That's never going to happen.
2: I'm, I'm glad we got into this too. So let me bring it up on this um, studio um, aspect-wise. Mm-hmm. Is it the um, studio's fault too for not looking deep into their background to Probably. see what they've spoken yeah. about or tweeted about or anything on social media-wise? Do you think that is the studio's fault somebody something else like, yeah. too? For, yeah. for example, you know I'm, I'm this
0: isn't really related to that <clears throat> because it's not related around somebody. It relates to him because of the past that they've had. Like Shane Black, when he was working on The Predator, um, it turns out he let one of his friends either cameo or have some kind of small role. And it turns out that this guy was a convicted sex offender. and. It wasn't until um, his role eventually got cut from the movie because Olivia Munn, I guess, found out she started in the movie. She found out and had a whole petition like, "Hey, you got, you got, you shouldn't allow this guy to be there." And it was because of her driving and her getting out there in the social in social media where you know a backlash too against Shane Black, um, the director Shane Black, and he was just and he but just said, "Hey, like, I just was trying to give a friend, um, I was trying to give this this guy it was a friend of mine. I was just trying to give him some help." And it's just like one of those things where, um, I feel like you just have to be mindful of the things you do. And like now we live in, especially we live in this hypersensitive area and this hypersensitive time where everything you say can't come back to haunt you. And it's one of those things like you just really, really have to be extremely understanding of your situation. And like, you can say something that's going to last out there the whole time, especially if you have some kind of um, platform and you're in the media in some way, you're on a show, you have some kind of following, like things are going to come back to haunt you. And um, depending on the level of how deep it was, especially the thing he just said, some really bizarre, stupid things. I'm not. I'm not saying that he exactly meant it, and that a lot of it seemed like he was just doing it more for attention. But I think, you know, you it, we we live in this era now where like if you everything's a controversy, <laughs> yeah, you can't really associate yourselves with that because especially because of you know companies like viewership yeah. and you know they're gonna lose their ratings. So that's their their um first and foremost. No matter how many how talented somebody is, that's gonna be their first thing whether they're, they're going to cut somebody out at any yep. at any given time mm-hmm. so i just feel like you just have to be extremely aware of, of of your of your setting and your environment and you know the kind of platform that you have and things are going to be um they're, they're going to be hyper hyper sensitive to the things you say because you know you have that following most
2: definitely and i agree with you on that i just want to expand on that a little bit just because when i brought up the studios <coughs> and all that mm-hmm. i feel like uh they do have something to go with um, it, it is their fault yeah. in a way you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. because they have the power if they really wanted to
0: they, they have could, the money and the resources, they have the resources. Come that's on. what I
2: say not the power but the resources right I mean, so. if
0: people can do it for, for no money like aren't getting paid at all just to do a little bit of digging spend a few hours on social media then why the heck aren't these companies doing it? <laughs> because maybe people about that, they don't
3: they don't want to take that time. They're just like, we'll just let it wait till it hits. Yeah, and just it's like it's go. like Shane
0: Black. How the hell could he have not known that this guy was a con- or if he did know, he just was like, hey, I'm you know I'm just helping out a friend. Well, I mean he the other biggest to one to that had just it.
3: happened was for Ink Master. Oliver Peck, one of the tattoo um, judges for that show, got let go for um, I guess earlier in his years he for Halloween he dressed up as blackface. Um, so, see that doesn't yeah. look good. Yeah, that definitely—that's
1: a terrible look. There's no way that is ever—that's ever, ever going to slide. <laughs> yeah,
0: so no, he came out not. and
3: apologized, yeah. but like that was one of the big controversies that happened at yeah. that time too. Especially mm-hmm. right now, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. definitely. But, um, so now we want to get into the what the main what the the whole content that's centered around this episode. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit different, and um, we're just going to go in and talk about um. These three highly acclaimed, some of the some of the these directors who have had the biggest blockbusters and who've had like the most imp, some of the biggest impact on the critical um, acclaim, critical box office successes, who've had different opinions on on superhero movies and like the the direction they're going. So we wanted this to be a little bit more in depth on that. Um, first one we're going to start off with is actually Steven Spielberg. He, he said a few years ago. Um, he actually said around 2013, and then he clarified in 2015 had said, we were, around, we, we were around when the Western died and there will be a time when the superhero movie goes the way of the Western. It doesn't mean that there won't be another occasion where the Western comes back and the superhero movie someday returns. Is this a realistic viewpoint?
1: I would say so. And the only reason is because there is a such thing as market saturation. And, of course. Uh, and superheroes and movies have been around since 1979, technically. And people will say, well, they've been around for 40 years. And while this is definitely true... That's not the same thing. In 1979 when Superman came out, there was nothing else like that. Yep. And it didn't spawn a whole a, a, it didn't spawn an industry that um changed the types of films that were being made. Superman 2 took years to be made. Exactly. Superman 3, Superman 4, and those were the only superhero movies that were made during right. the 1980s until 89 you
0: know, with Tim Burton's Batman. Exactly.
1: And it was only one at a time. It's uh, It started in the 80s and then went into the 90s. But it was just a superhero movie every few years. You might have gotten something like Blade or Spawn once in a while. Mm. But those are a little bit darker. They go more into the anti-hero thing. It yeah. doesn't, quite fall into always fall into the same category right then we get to the 2000s and x2 hits and it not x2 the first x-men <laughs> <That's> hits <laughs> and we proves that these movies can be blockbusters and then in i do believe it was 2002 spider-man spider-man came mm-hmm. out that's when the superhero craze really took off when studios realized that we could milk this for a long time yeah so and make a lot of money and from 2002 i'd say to 2008 they became a regular thing where they were just a p- big part of what movies were. They didn't dominate movies, but they were a big part of the quilt of movies. Then we hit 2008, where two, th- two key things happened. First, the MCU kicked off with Iron, Iron Man, Man. And that com- was a complete game changer. And then later in the summer, we got The Dark, the Dark Knight. Night. Those were the two highest grossing films of the year. And I think the studios took a look at that in 2008 and said, holy shit, we have found our ground. So after that, There was just an explosion where Mm -hmm. superhero movies are still an event, but they are not the type of event that they used to be. It's not like when you first went to go see Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. That was the first time you got to see Spider-Man swinging through New York City, and we were all blown away. Exactly. Now these stories are being rehashed over and over, and I don't think that the superhero craze is going to die off for a while. Exactly. I think there's a lot to milk, but at some point, Its popularity might fade, and that's only a natural result of somebody being uh, oversaturated because you can only hear hear certain things uh, so many times without people getting tired of it. And there's always a generational shift in terms of entertainment and what people like. So at some point it will, but I don't see that happening for another 15 or 20 years. I think it has potential to go a lot longer than the Western does. And at some point, even if superhero movies fade, they're going to come back in vogue at some point. Right. Right. So it it so mm-hmm. I think it's a valid statement. Um I mean obviously you want to keep them going, but realistically that's just how things go. Like the Western movies, uh gangster movies, like you had oh, said yeah. earlier, yeah. were a big popular thing. I mean, I totally exactly.
3: agree. Like you said, it's just a progression that's been going on throughout the years of how right now this generation superheroes is the thing you said. It's the biggest trend. And right now with it's all studios. Make. Yeah, all studios, mm-hmm. you know. And right now they have the money, they have the budget, they have the equipment to make it look and bring something to life you know like i right now it's going to be very consistent when it comes to uh, through all the marvel movies that are going to be coming out or dc or just anything that's going to be coming out future wise um but you like you said throughout the years it's going to go back to being consistent where you're only going to get superheroes movies only once or twice a year you know um you're going to get you're going to run out of storyline especially with so. M- you I mean you do have a huge wi- variety of superheroes so you know you do have a lot of parts to weigh but it always comes throughout the trend like what superheroes go with this trend that's going on throughout this time so it's like there's going to be so many change of movements. It's just very unexpected, but the future of superheroes is very bright right now. And I believe it will continue, especially with the next 10, 12, 20 years that Marvel has planned for it. Mm. Shit. Damn. That's mm. just going to see the, the spark of how this is going to go. And honestly, it would be continu It could be continuous. I don't, but it's just, we won't know.
2: That's for a lot. 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. 20 so you, years. So yeah, you think, think it could go I out mean, before that? Marvel yeah, I think it should go out prior to that. Re-started. Just for the reason, like you said, um, everything is a trend. You know what I'm saying? Um, I ain't going to lie. I think the whole superhero aspect of, of cinema-wise, movies, not even TV series. Because now with everything TV series, that's that's another main reason why I feel like that might die out. But that's a whole different topic. Um, when it comes to cinema-wise, I feel like it's going to die out not sooner than later. But I feel within the next 10 years, maybe. I know Marvel, I know the MCU has a lot mm-hmm. to work in, work with, I should say, within the next five years. And if you want to expand to 10 years, that's even more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I'm saying, um, the Wild Western, you know, the Wild Wild West kind of phase Every- movies… It, years of popularity of those movies. Yeah like you said so… The thing is that now it's
3: for kids. Like everyone is having kids. I don't feel like it's for kids. I know it's not for kids but they still have um, superheroes to look up to. You know like… Forever, we have kids, and our kids have kids. We're gonna teach them that our these are our superheroes. They're gonna like those superheroes. So they're yeah, gonna but that's been going, going, on going on since the 90s. For be, us, yeah, that's, do do that's be, been going so that's on so for the, the continuation 90s and of superhero movies be, will continue because there's still that sort of generation that's coming in that still finds superheroes amusing. There's, yeah. there's still always gonna be those kids be that want. Clear something.
1: when we say fade out, it doesn't mean that they're gonna disappear because I don't right. think they're ever yeah, gonna disappear. Yeah, no. I'm just gonna I'm just saying is that
2: popularity wise, popularity wise, they've been around since the 19
1: 40s and if superheroes have proven one thing there's always going to be an audience for yeah. them yeah. Yeah. so I don't think that's yeah. ever going to disappear it's just in terms of how mainstream it is where everybody is on board right now everybody seems to be on board it's with be the Marvel shift. films I don't know if that's going to be the, the case for forever I'm sure right. it'll cycle back in at some point definitely but yeah, there's always going to be an audience for them. But that's always the trend. Yeah, you know, they always dies They're out. They're just not going to be the top point, dog
0: forever. Exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, I feel like it. He's not hating on it. He's just saying like, I feel like this is what it's going to be. Like you know, the western died out, and you know, you you only hear of so many what like you know they did the re- and a- any western we get nowadays is like a remake like Three Ten to Yuma with Christian Bale and Russell Crowe 2007 <laughs> True Grit. With um Jeff Jeff Bridges, yeah, it was with just Jeff a Bridges remake and of and Josh a... Brolin I think was in it, and they, those were remakes on like really good successful westerns back in the day. So I won't say I don't. To be honest, I don't think they're gonna die like the way of the western did. Um, I actually you you probably knew this is coming. What I'm gonna compare it to, and you're gonna be like, oh, of course you would. I actually feel like they're probably gonna be somewhat similar to how martial art films um they're like how how they have lasted all this time. But there was this period of time where they weren't as big and they were a little died down. And now they, I won't say they're the most popular things, but it's like,
1: they're pretty up there. Now. Yeah, they
0: are up there. And it's like, you had, you know, you had the boom, like when Bruce Lee came about and had a more realistic kind of, you know, it was the first time you were seeing realistic fighting in the in the early seventies. Like, you know, you had, you know, Big Boss, you had, um, and then when Enter the, Dra- um, Enter the Dragon and Kiss of Death came out, like that was seeing these movies in a different way and seeing, you know, realistic action and, you know, realistic movements for the first time. And then that kind of died out. You had, you know, your, your imitations because after he passed away, like, you know, you had Enter the Fat Dragon and a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of like the copycats from it. And then you had the boom in the late seventies with like 36 Chamber of Shaolin, you know, Gordon Liu and uh, killing it in all those roles. Um, and then when Jackie Chan came on the scene because it was something that was different, you know, so he, you know, more of a comedic Kung Fu genre. And then he expanded towards like, um, not period pieces and more modern day uh, settings with like police story. And changing it in a way where he had something totally unique and that kept the boom going um, probably until like the until like the the early 90s when he started transitioning more towards um, American style productions because he was trying to make more money. And then ever since then, you kind of had like Donnie Yen, you had Jet Li, um, you know, D- and Jet Li and Donnie Yen is actually still killing it with like when It Man came out in 2008. Jet Li until- was
1: a big thing for us. Growing oh, up. yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But I kind of feel like it's going to be like <laughs> that where it never... I never really died, but just because of the saturation, especially because Mm -hmm. of, like, the Kung Fu era before Jackie Chan came about, like, everything was kind of period pieces. And, you know, you had, you know, you had Gordon Liu. You have the five deadly venoms. um, You had, like, those kind of things. Like, I feel like it's going to be something like that where it's going to be so much saturation which is going on but maybe there's going to be something around that's going to be unique and something that's going to be different and something people are going to latch on to
1: you know it'll keep it fresh Um, you know how the you're talking about things going in a cycle Uh, Marvel seems to be uh, adding a little bit more martial arts influence into their work so that's a way to keep it fresh and it's also by making films like Logan and making films like Joker especially a movie like Joker because I think what makes that um, what would keep that fresh for general audiences is that there is a certain group of people that don't like superheroes. Some people are not into it. They like things that are a little bit more gritty. They're yeah. more realistic. So I, I
0: think that was a good thing about why, like the general audience liked um Nolan's Batman trilogy because he 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 yep. set about creating this superhero atmosphere but telling it in a realistic way and you actually mentioned something that was real, uh, something you else for you forgot to mention of like what happened significant with the release of the dark knight in 2008 which is why really studios and you know marvel and uh, you know the mcu and you know the creation of the mcu and why dc started doing the same thing too and and other companies started seeing the value in what this can do the dark knight was the first comic book movie that broke a billion dollars and not a lot of people really remember that and 2008 you think you know there weren't, it was what the, how many movies at that time did a billion dollars before? Like Titanic, was that, was that about it? I was
1: just a little over 10. Throughout history, there were only, before The Dark Knight, it was just a little over 10 films in history. Okay, that my broke bad. A I thought it was dark. maybe
0: only The Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> not, not many. No, yeah, exactly. But, it's, but nowadays, like, you know, Aquaman did, like, you know, the first, um, uh, the Avengers did a billion dollars, mm. which was the first um, team up of of the shared universe with these characters. And then how many Marvel films have gone and do a billion dollars? And then um, DC finally experienced that with Aquaman. Like, it's just, I think that was really where these companies started seeing the value. In, and I, I think that was a bigger boom because they're saying, hey, we can make a lot of money off of these properties. And yeah. That was the thing I think that also caused that. Like yeah. you said,
3: it's just bringing that realistic aspect to the superhero movies, where it's not just all big boom and explosions. Like you said, you'll draw on a different audience. Yeah, drawing. Yeah. Re- you're refreshing it. Like you're not making it consistent with like, oh, like you said, like just the explosions, like martial arts. is gonna be something new. You see something physical, something you don't yeah. see. That's where we're gonna get with Black Widow. So that's why that's mm. one part of I'm excited mm. for that movie to come out because okay. there is gonna be some
1: sort of like martial arts. They're just gonna and have more to more be more physical, you know. They're just going to have to keep reinventing themselves if they want to stay as relevant as right. possible. Reach out to different audiences. Because exactly. I could show Joker to some of my friends who don't like superhero movies at all. It's mm. just not their thing. But they but love they like Joker. Joker. Okay. They love it because it's not like you said, the usual just explosions action. Uh, for action. It's more of a character study. Yeah. It goes more in depth.
0: It's It says a lot about society and how yeah. how, how they view people who… You know, with mental illness and rejecting them and not afraid
1: to go sad, exactly, not afraid to go dark. And I, right. there's an audience for movies like yeah. that, so exactly. If superhero movies or comic book movies in general yeah. can reinvent themselves like that, yeah. then they'll be able to push themselves well, yeah. out
0: a just little bit longer. To the current event, exactly. You know, it's yeah, just... same thing like with what Todd McFarlane wants to do with Spawn, he wants to make it more of a horror, um, horror, uh, focus more on horror, especially because that character fits in more with that kind of element, being you know, yeah. he's from hell and a lot Here's, of the imagery. I think that's a great way to do it. And um, it, it's just, re- and it, plus, I would really like to see if they can combine elements of like horror blended in with action. That's the kind of something I, I've always wanted to see. And I'm really interested to see what happens.
1: Mixing it with horror is smart because I feel like that's the one genre that's always resilient. It's always popular. Yeah. Yes. Well, look at the Evil the Evil
0: Dead series, but you know, um, yeah. action action comedy, and like how how great that that did. Evil Dead Two was one of the best movies I've seen of all time.
1: And that's why he got the job on Sam <laughs> He Got the job on the <laughs> exactly. Spider Man films,
0: right? And um, so you guys have, have we touched. You guys have touched on the uh, Spielberg's oh, yeah. viewpoint yeah. pretty well. Yeah. yeah. Did. yeah um, like we're gonna end really
1: quick. Uh, Spielberg's favorite uh, superhero movie is Guardians of the Galaxy. That makes sense. That's his favorite. And he yeah. says he also loves Iron Man and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah,
0: Those like are it, the the ones that today. he's listed, yeah. Yeah. As his part, favorites. Makes I'm sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, now we're gonna go to a different viewpoint that's a little more um a little bit more bleaker about the future and what superhero movies have meant to cinema in general. So Martin Scorsese clarified about Marvel movies when Irishman came out in the fall. He had said, I don't think they're cinema, they're cinema. I was asked a question about Marvel movies. I answered it. I said that I've tried to watch a few of them and that they're not for me. That they seem to be closer to theme parks than they are to movies as I've known and loved them throughout my life. What do you guys think of his viewpoint on it?
1: I disagree with him, Mm -hmm. but I understand his point of view. And to delve a little bit deeper into that, Martin Scorsese is, I love Martin Scorsese. It's one Of of my favorite filmmakers. But the types of movies that he makes, like *Goodfellas*, *The Wolf of Wall Street*, *Raging Bull*, *Taxi Driver*, *Casino*, these are very raw, gritty character studies that are more street level. They're all relatively realistic films, and some of them go really in depth in trying to explore a person's soul, what they're like, the like their flaws, everything about somebody. They're deep character studies. I can see how superhero movies don't appeal to him because it's not something that he goes for. Uh, to him, movies are supposed to be a psychological and emotionally enriching experience, and he doesn't get that of superhero films, which is fair. But his bigger complaint is that because of the domination of superhero films, it has made it hard for original films to be made in the industry. And it's kind of true. If you think about a movie like The Godfather, which is a gangster movie, mm-hmm. but by today's standards, it's a very slow-paced, relaxed movie. When it came out, it was the highest-grossing film of all time. It was a big risk for the studio. It was a big gamble, and it paid off. Because of the advent of superhero movies and the way that they almost guaranteed the money back, studios are not going to take chances on a movie like The Godfather or 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is an effects-driven movie with nothing but crazy special effects. But it's very slow. Exactly. It's more philosophical. It's sort of the more blockbuster films and superhero films have made it hard for movies to get made on a budget like that.
0: Which, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment.
1: I think they still get made, but they're on a smaller scale as far as original films because studios don't want to take the chance. And from a financial standpoint... I can't blame them if you're looking at it from a business point. You, When you have millions of dollars to invest, you don't want to invest in something that is not guaranteed to get you your money back or something that's going to lose you millions
0: of exactly. dollars. Which is, it, it could do well. It can get like 90% and get, you know, win so many of these Oscars, but is it going to do well financially? Like, is it going to be something mm-hmm. that the general audience is going to want to see? That's also these things where, you know, companies now and and productions are starting to more assess the risk and more starting to see, to ask themselves, is this something a project we really want to invest in? Yeah. What do you uh what do you think, Josh?
3: <laughs> like, I do agree with some of the concepts that he does, but I do very much disagree on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Freaking he says that there is no future and that he just doesn't like it. Like, um I do see the consistency where you might lose the interest on a superhero movie since there's so many movies coming out, and like you said, it doesn't give a person the chance to expand their reaches and bring out something new that's coming out just because this is some sort of trend um but i mean they do have like sundance movies and i know indie movies that's where they are going there but honestly they should be given a chance to but overall just how it is with the superhero marketing right now it's just market that it's just taking over you know um the consistency of superheroes and how everybody just wants to get bring them in is just I mean, damn, I can't, I can't think. There's just so much, there's disagreements and agreements on it. Right. What about you, Rubes? Yeah, nah,
2: I'm not going to go deep into this, to be honest, just because uh, I agree with you guys' aspects to this. I ain't going to lie, I just um, well, I What agree part with exactly? you guys. Like, what, what's the biggest thing you agree on? <laughs> well, everything in general, to be honest, I just feel like uh, his uh, neglecting point on what he feels about comic books and all that, I don't. Agree with? Agree with mm. at all? At all? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't agree with that at all. Just because. Uh, I know I said on the prior topic, like you know, I can only see. It's just his take, since he out. probably doesn't yeah. have
3: the ability to make that movie. It's just some sort of like fascism or hate that he has towards those movies as like exactly it's it's the trend man like you gotta let it happen if you get that hit or you get the opportunity to bring it out bring it out and make it as good as you can make it you know but there's no reason for him to be throwing out some sort of hate like that. But overall, that's just his opinion. Like, exactly. we, can, we are no one to tell can him. can never hate on no one's opinion. Everyone you know? has the right to like, that. We love these movies for our reasons. Like, this is something that and brings I, us and grasps us into this.
1: But his, uh, his, my other problem is that he compares them to theme park rides. I mean, not all movies should be theme park rides, but I think that has a big place in our society because, yeah, movies could be art where they're meant to make you reflect on things and think. And I think that some superhero films actually do go to that level. I just I it's also Captain America. America. Political, political, political. political. So are the Dark Knight films. So mm-hmm. are the Joker. Yeah. But audiences also go to movies to escape, to have fun. Yeah. They want to see movies are a way to create worlds that you've never seen before, that you cannot… Get in the real world,
0: yeah. So that's it's what, what it's makes it like it's, it's like magic. when I saw Aquaman,
3: of course. I, I mean, you see also got to think and about and the like attention span of the of, of yeah. a human being now, you know, yeah. like the, the attention span of a human being doesn't, cor- yeah, it's no more three to four minutes. Yeah. So, the yeah. consistency of the movie, that. like if you have he a says 10 seconds he wants to bring a movie like Goodfellas out, like that's a movie where you have to sit down and take the time and really pay attention to every scene, you know, yeah. And for people's mentality right now and just like attention span, they're not. Mm-hmm. Gonna be able to correlate throughout the whole three hours. There's gonna be some point where they're gonna be bored. So that's where Marvel movies come in and that's where mm-hmm. they're hitting big because since every sorry, since everything is such a quick scene, you keep people attracted to what's going on. You don't lo- they don't they don't start overthinking it, they're just going to the next scene. So but they get distracted on all that.
1: But here's another argument that a mm. lot of people will make. The people, you know how like the audience doesn't have the attention span? People, Some people would argue is because the types of movies that have been made now have destroyed people's attention spans. Where before, since you didn't see these things before, they didn't exist. People only had one idea about movies. Uh The attention spans were a lot longer than they were. But once people get like… Spoiled by right. constant yeah. overload, right? Then you start to have certain so, so different that's where the, expectations. So that's of where movies. the fresh
3: take of superhero movies comes in. Like you said, something mm. coming in like Logan or something coming in like Joker. It's a new yeah. Or Spawn. It's, in, it's a very new perspective. Can I bring something you know? up really quick? No I know.
2: Uh, oh damn, Nick, so rude, bro! I never said that. to you, you can, man. I love you. I love you. I'm just messing with we're you. All I love you. Go for it. So I know… um, This is just a quick example. Because I know we've been talking about uh, people's opinions, right? Directors, I I should say right now. Of course. How do you guys feel about with everything going on… And the X-Men aspect of the political… Do you think X-Men is a perfect political example right now? With everything going on? You know how Okay, uh, that's
1: an example
2: actually. That one
1: and Joker is also a very good example of what's going on. See, those movies combine some of the things that Martin Scorsese looks for in films because he yeah. wants something a little bit more psychologically yes. acute. Something in something yeah. yeah. that's going to make you think. Yeah. yeah. Character driven. So I do think those films because of the political, the way that, especially the way that the X-Men relates to now because it's about <coughs> civil rights. It's about people who feel and outcasted, ex- and outcasted. And then acceptance. And, and acceptance. So I think sometimes when you see, uh, he might not even see that because he's so busy looking at all the spectacle. That some of this is passing him by. However, let's not forget, Martin Scorsese was supposed to executive produce The Joker and almost directed it at one point and considered directing it. Exactly. Now, that's an example of, like I said earlier, if you want to expand your audience, a comic book film. It's
3: refreshing. And
1: yeah, and Joker is actually inspired by two Martin Scorsese movies, which is A Taxi Driver, the 76 Robert De Niro movie, and then King of Comedy, which is another movie he did with Robert De Niro. Both are about mentally. Ill loners who start to take things out on society.
0: So and that's very obviously that's very reminiscent, very yeah. similar to mm-hmm. um to Joaquin Phoenix's character, yeah, and, and Joker, yeah, right?
1: that's why you like
3: to towards these movies, you always have to come open minded. Like mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. Joker got a lot of hate because people were expecting explosions, they were expecting Batman. When this and movie that's the opposite, and yeah. this is the opposite. You know, it was something I new that, that got very got by. very character. Yeah, it was something I very knew, but, new. But, you know, okay. so see, for the people that have that m- mentality where it's like, okay, I'm going in this with a different perspective of it. That's why we came out loving this movie, and, and that's why it blew yeah. up. And that's why I
1: can see the the Joker being more appealing to somebody Mm -hmm. like Martin Scorsese than the Avengers does because I was like see he forgets that there is a way a certain type of comic book movie that can do what he wants with it I would even argue that uh, Christopher Nolan's films do it with it because the Dark Knight trilogy was supposed to be a parable about uh, terrorism about what Mm -hmm. it's like to live in a post 9-11 world that's kind of driven by anxiety and anarchists and anarchism yeah fears of terrorist threats Mm -hmm. bombings it it all kind of reflected that exactly. So they think there's a way to do both, but not all superhero movies can do that because not all superheroes mm. lend themselves to social or political commentary. Yeah. Right, like the way that the X Men do. The exactly, it's about a struggle for civil rights. So it just shows that there's a more of a variety of superhero or comic book movies than he gives credit for. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean well, I, don't, um, I don't think that he's wrong with it. It's just like I don't mm-hmm. like I, I respect his opinion just because I he's too. not he's not hating on it, but it makes sense. If you're a fan and you know anything about Martin Scorsese and his work and he's uh, one of the greatest filmmakers yeah, of all time. If you know if, if you watch any of his movies, you're gonna know okay, this guy isn't isn't won't be a big fan of of movies like you know, superman Richard Donner's Superman or like Guardians of the Galaxy. And
1: here's another thing about Martin Scorsese. You know, George Lucas is one of his best friends. And it creates Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. is in more in the realm of what Marvel, the, the type of audience that looks for that spectacle. Right. Yep. But when George Lucas showed Martin Scorsese Star Wars, he said that he didn't like it. But he told him, he's like, it's Straight just not my, him, yeah, he's it's like, not it's thing. not my thing. And he, that's what
0: he clarified here. So it's like, I don't, He's
1: friends with people yeah. who make
0: these kinds of films. Exactly.
1: John Favreau, the director of Iron, Iron Man, is in a Martin <coughs> Scorsese movie. Which which one was that? It was The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. John was Favreau he, was he in? Yeah, yeah, yeah I haven't seen was. It was one one of, Wall Street in a
0: while. He's one who? of his That's lawyers. Movie, Happy. Okay, guy. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen it. <laughs> That's a great. You I haven't, you haven't, haven't seen, seen it, in a while. it. No, I haven't oh, seen I it in like six years. but it it really makes sense. Like you when you hear him talk, it it really reiterates, and you're like, okay, like I understand what you're saying. Like I think the only real superhero movie he would be into would probably be like <clears throat> Batman 89 because it's like that noir feeling. Mm, and there was more of, okay. a, of a characterization on like, is Batman, like the influence that Batman has on his criminals, is he the one that, it, you know, they kind of, um, mm-hmm. Burton really does this good job of like comparing him to like an authoritarian figure. Um, like um, that scene where he land, where he's at the chemical plant and like there's Axis on the top, it's kind of comparing him to like the Axis powers. It's like, you know, is Batman really responsible for creating these criminals, like for having this effect on society? So I think that was actually some, like a good point that really didn't get brought up. And I think that's something probably like I, when I relate to it, I'm like, I think Scorsese would probably respect that. And I feel like if he was into any superhero movie, it would probably be Batman 89. Where mm-hmm. like it plays on those kind of themes and it's very character driven. It's just bringing uh-huh. the realistic feel yeah. to to the superhero yeah, aspect. Without a doubt. You
3: know, like maybe this was him not talking crap about the superhero, but just overall giving his opinion where it's like, maybe he'll open the minds of some other directors to be right. like, okay, you know, what, well, maybe try something different. Try, try something, to, yeah. something new, you let yep. me bring this aspect. Like you said, since mm-hmm. Joker probably had it, like appeal said, to him. It appealed to him because there was some sort of aspects from his movies that were brought into that sh- right to the movie, yeah. you know. So right. that's where it's like he respected them. It's because that's what his cinematic aspect view of it. And if you that's could do idea. a superhero movie <laughs> in that sort of aspect, show like that's a whole new trend. It's a whole mm-hmm. new yeah, perspective.
0: Yeah, I so, think his the biggest thing I have a problem with what he said is when he compares the super superhero to movies the, to theme, theme parks because I feel that like ridiculous. Oh, I feel like he's trying to say like they're only for kids they're all flash no substance like they don't go into detail they're not character driven says it that's isn't just,
1: that's because it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experiences to another human being which is a very highly specific way of looking at movies. That's it's him. Like, Which is not an invalid way. Yeah, but of it's course. not the that's only. way. That's you
2: phrasing him, right? No, that's a direct yeah, quote. Yeah, that's a quote. Oh yeah, that's exactly. That's like okay. He obviously
0: hasn't seen Winter Soldier. If he would have seen Winter Soldier, he would have known all the messages and the political themes behind. He still might not, not have liked that. that. He, he, might, he probably wouldn't have. too much This is why I don't. is too good. This is fighting. I don't. This is where
2: I don't agree with that shit because like. He's calling it a roller coaster ride, right? And it's like, bro, roller coaster going up and down, up and down, up and down. And superhero movies ain't like that. That's not the way I felt with the I last think just in the of sense movies, that they're though.
1: supposed to be fun.
2: Like yeah. big spectacles. Mm, not necessarily though because I, I, if you are a first-timer… Coming on a roller coaster, you ain't having fun. Well, maybe sometimes, maybe (laughs) I ain't gonna lie. My first time on a roller coaster, I was. (laughs) I'm an adrenaline. I ain't gonna lie, I I was scared as shit on my first. I'm scared of heights, but like you said, I'm an adrenaline. It's not about about the heights. I love adrenaline, but see, even though you're a first timer see, even the perfect example, adrenaline is not your freaking feelings. Of course, you could still be freaking scared and still have that freaking rush. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. That roller coaster ride kind of shit. I don't agree with it because, like I said, you get mixed emotions and. The past couple of years, I haven't felt a superhero movie that been that way. Exactly. I haven't had mixed emotions. Well, not mixed emotions, but where I felt where I was like, oh, oh, yeah. You were up and down. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I've never felt that way with the past couple of superhero yeah. movies. Exactly. So that's yeah. something where I, like, disagree with this aspect of that. Where, like, yeah, I got to compare it to a roller coaster ride. Because, no, like, I understand roller coaster is going to be fun, but not it's not always fun… Like I said, you always like the rush. It exactly. might not be fun for yeah. you. It might not be fun for you. Yeah. But what are you doing it for? For the rush. Yeah. But yeah, I know I, what I'm I just saying? think
3: overall what he's saying is just don't keep bringing a lot of superhero movies with the same context. where it's just everything is very poppy, explosion-ish kind of stuff. He wants to get in add depth more depth. On, add more depth to it. Like you know, you, like you said, we're gonna have fans that want the darker, the gritty. They want a new aspect of superheroes because they're tired of just seeing whatever Marvel. And brings. that's why I want Disney. to you know, go back to that. With Disney, it's I agree with like
2: you, and that. that's why I want to go back to the fact where i don't think uh so like superhero like, movies are gonna in, yeah. last 10 no, 15 yeah, 20 years right, i'll give on 10 years max well uh, 15, 15, like, like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: yeah, that's just me yeah i mean i think you guys are all hit the nail on the head and like i said he didn't really say anything too controversial it's just hey they're not for me which yeah. um and that's okay then, not everything is yeah. for exactly. everybody yeah. i get that and then now now and you know we're gonna get into the more controversial uh all statement right. that a director had said, I know you guys are all going to have something to say on this. This is oh, probably man. the biggest hater out there. Ooh, this is the one that
1: makes the least <laughs> sense. Hit so, is with it.
0: <laughs> it comes as no surprise that James Cameron really does not like superhero films, which is a bit hypocritical of him. But uh, he's one of the biggest f- critics of these of the, of this genre saying um, that when Infinity War came out, I hope we'll be we'll start getting Avenger fatigue here soon. Like not we got that
1: it, Terminator fatigue. Exactly. Not that I don't <laughs> love…
0: Not, not that I don't love the movies. It's just… Come on, guys. There are stories to tell besides hypergondal males without families doing death-defying uh, things for two hours and wrecking cities in the process. It's I like… I do Oi. agree with them on that aspect, though. I ain't gonna it, lie. It doesn't always have to be kind of the same storyline where like… okay. Boom, but I mean, it's that, a bit but hip- It's Other a bit that, hypocritical of him to say because a lot of his movies can yeah, fall… Like thing. a lot of the people who love action, um, these superhero films… We're probably big fans of his. Like you know, you think of the ter- oh, Terminator, okay. yeah. Terminator I, Two. You think of I, Avatar. Like these, these are going to be the same. movie like, draw like the same audience. True like, Lies,
1: which yeah. basically is Arnold Schwarzenegger playing a superhero. Nothing that he action, does in action that comedy. And nothing that he does is actually realistic. He does death-defying things. It's action comedy. It's a big spectacle. And tell me, I'm willing to bet that a people who love MCU movies and Marvel movies, that a good chunk of them also love Terminator 2 Judgment Day.
0: Yeah. That it, that this I'm great. not going to lie. I was just watching yeah. that today. I, I like the OG so movie. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> or there
1: one of know. the Terminator movies. Right. I the actually like… The first one is actually my exactly. favorite. That's yeah, yeah. all the yeah. same, same. OG. That when that's say… Talk about uh, OG.
2: Talk about OG. Here's, about OG?
1: here's my, my problem with James Cameron with saying that is that I know he doesn't technically make superhero films… But I can get why Martin Scorsese is not into superhero films. His work, there's nothing in his work to suggest that he would appreciate superhero it's not his movies. Yeah, it However, just... James Cameron traffics in big budget, spectacle-driven movies about heroes at the end of the day, about heroes, about saving the world, about good versus evil mankind on on a big budget and with using the same tools and the same style of storytelling and appealing to much of the same de- demographic, it's like it sounds just a wee bit pretentious. But, but he you, makes it
2: work, though. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. So it's
2: crazy.
3: It's just his take on on superhero on what a superhero movie is different. You know, like you see Terminator, you don't see like all these superpowers, like you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's just a... He's just a robot from space. I mean, from the future, you know, like, as for… That's about
1: as as realistic as a superhero. See, though. I
2: think, yeah. And the crazy thing about it, I do, agree with, I do agree with you guys on that. Because it's crazy. If you think about it, superheroes are sci-fi in a way. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, he, course. but he goes the whole different route for sci-fi. You know, he doesn't believe in superheroes. He'd just rather go with something where he feels it might be more realistic. But it's like, what's the difference? Because if there's the aliens out there… The yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. There's <laughs> aliens out there. You know what I'm saying? But what
0: makes a superhero not an alien? Exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I, I just feel like it's very hypocritical of him to say there are other stories to tell besides like hypergondal males without families doing death… Death-defying stunts for two hours in wrecking cities in the process. It's like, he a, a lot of the um, continuations of the Terminator movies had his blessing. Like when Terminator Genesis was coming out, oh, he, he praised it. He was like, oh yeah, this is going to be the, one of the best things to come out. Like it, and it, it has my blessing. And it just, it was like <laughs> it was a rehashing a and, they, and the thing that really sucked about it was like they tried to just go back and rewrite the timeline and it yeah. had his blessing. And I think it's hypocritical of him to be all like, there's other stories to tell when like, the, the, how long has this, has the Terminator franchise gone And that's not and He's
1: talking about a tr- new trilogy of Avatar movies. Exactly. So and the new one's supposed to
3: be coming out this year. Yeah, or when December? I don't know. It takes supposed to make a second I one. They
0: already did. It's supposed to come out like this year. Or they're next done. Year, yeah, it yeah. already done He with made it. them
1: all back to back to back. Just so weird. Like Avatar a came row. out ten years ago. And we're going gonna going to wait now, another yeah. ten years for the
0: third one. And man, it's just I don't. It's it's just so weird because it's just so hypocritical. Like you would think the kind of movies he makes, he would be on board with it. But I feel like I know. To be honest to me, he just seems like a sour old man that is just like. These movies are taken away from the kind of stuff that he does, and they're drawing these big box office. And he was—he felt like he's being bitter because he was doing that in the every, past. That's white white just every director throwing yeah, shade, just white, But I think he they, just movie shade shady. in general. Like white privilege. <laughs> white privilege. He white privilege. He went, he went there. I went there. Okay. Here's and, what he. And, said. and what, what? Yeah. Bring up what he said about Wonder Woman, because that also is okay. what started it too.
1: This is dumb. All of all right. Quote. All of the self-congratulatory back Hollywood's been doing over over Wonder Woman has been so misguided. She's an objectified icon, and it's just male Hollywood doing the same old thing. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but to me, it's a step backwards. Sarah Connor was not a beauty icon. She was strong. She was troubled. She was a terrible mother, and she earned the respect of the audience through pure grit. And to me, the benefit of characters like Sarah is so obvious. I mean half the audience is female here's this speaks a lot for James Cameron oh, right yeah, here, here. Oh, is yeah. that okay maybe he does have a valid point to make but why would you compare it to your movies yeah when not only that how long
0: ago was movie. that like this was 30 this was like 33 years ago and he's all like talking about Sarah Connor and like oh I did that 30 years ago it's like but didn't he just describe the modern
2: strongest single mother woman though today what do you mean in terms of like… You in know, terms in, of the way he just described Sarah Connor. The media Connor, portrayal? Or the the like, way he just describes Sarah Connor.
1: I mean, I guess his thing is that I guess Sarah Connor isn't supposed to be hot like Wonder Woman is supposed to be. But I mean, certain, she is. I
0: be, the Linda, Linda Hamilton Damn. like was beautiful. There was uh, the guys flocking to see okay. those movies just because she was beautiful. And okay. I'm not saying…
1: I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And one of the reasons is, is like, aren't male superheroes objectified too? When you think about it, all of them have to be super jacked now. Everything is about getting every fucking actor super ripped and in perfect shapes and the perfect body if you're going to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. So is it really surprising that, that a female superhero would be expected the same thing? Be, the same thing would be expected of them?
3: Yeah, I just at the time but, that
1: that was coming out,
3: no one was going for that sort of movie. Like no one was bringing Wonder Woman throughout the time that Terminator was coming out. So he had he brought her out in the first way of some sort of movie that had to do like with superheroes that wasn't something out of the original cute beauty that only wants to fight for justice. Like this was just I, a woman who is fighting the struggle with her kid and that doesn't. That's just. Going crazy, doesn't breaking the law, you know. As for Wonder Woman, you expect there to be like, okay, like there's a storyline to it where it's something more sci-fi. as she's coming from a different world, has superpowers, like it doesn't correlate with what he's talking. But, he but here's no my problem: say. saying
1: it's old male Hollywood doing the same thing. The director of Wonder Woman's is Patty Jenkins; it's a female. And from what I get out of it, at least the way that she's photographed in the movie, mm-hmm. I guess where they really could say she's objectified. But she doesn't look. Yeah, she looks sexy. But I don't think she portrays her as a sex object. She looks like a badass when she gets out onto the field. She doesn't. She does. She looks like she's there, not to fuck around and not to play. And yeah. you she see, looks you beautiful. see her, and you
0: see her action sequences, and you're just like, my she god, this woman is highly trained. Like she could take out anybody. She, she's one of the best things, one of the best fighters, and one of the best warriors in the DC universe. Like yeah. it's it, and there isn't. I, I could see the only thing. Maybe he looked at the outfit. And he saw, like, the skirt and, you know, her, like, you know, not really wearing any sleeves. And maybe that was just his general assumption. And the fact of, you know, he didn't, you know, Sarah Connor, um, like, especially in Terminator 2, she was wearing, you know, tactical armor and had mm-hmm. more appearance of, like, she, a military persona. So maybe, thinking. and she, you know, and, you know, that first scene of her doing chin-ups and you're just like, I Damn, guess this I guess the girl. way... Yeah, I this guess. This girl he, trained really hard. And but, I, I, it just, he thinks but you guys are acting like this is something new though. Hollywood exactly. has been yeah. Hollywood
2: has been doing this with females portrayals for the longest. For the freaking longest. Yeah, are, I I think, like well, I'm like not saying it's anything new, new, but he
0: I think that's the reason oh that's the God. point he's trying God. to make.
2: But I think his idea of of
1: trying to do like the female empowerment thing is to just make the women more masculine. Yeah. And Patty Jenkins said, uh, uh, I want her to look like my childhood fantasy. Hmm that's what she looked up to as a as a kid so he's not necessarily even
0: looking at what women want to see
1: yeah he's more looking at
0: it from like a masculine perspective you mean yeah i think that that's fair yeah yeah
1: so i don't think it's necessarily fair and it's just <laughs> weird to me because i love james cameron yeah i think there's not well, anybody here. here who doesn't love the terminator movies have you ever seen the abyss i yeah.
0: i've been meaning yeah. to see it
1: okay yeah. that's one of the original like special effects movies where a lot of cgi a lot of cgi was used mm back in the day, that's the type of audience that would go to see that would be an audience that's going to see superhero movies now. Exactly. So he swims too much in the same genre, but... James Cameron is also notorious for saying things about everything. He has a negative opinion about yeah, a lot God of things. No it's it's, it's, it's that was normal just his for time.
3: him. This is not his time now. Now this is just a different version. You well, know. I
1: think he wants to take back the number one spot at the box office with his new Avatar two. That's <laughs> lets his. He gets upset every time when Titanic was the highest grossing <laughs> movie of all time, yeah. and then it got then topped by then Avatar. He, then he made Avatar for a brief period. He had the two highest grossing films of all time, one and two. You can't say that that's not going to do a little bit to your ego. Oh yeah. To have that much success. Exactly. And then here comes Endgame and it's topped Avatar. And Star Wars Force Awakens also a topped av- Avatar. And he also had a lot of complaints about Star Wars Force Awakens too. Do you
3: think that movie will ha- have that great of an impact when it comes out? or is it Avatar a, 2 Yeah, I have no
1: idea because yeah. I don't with superhero films there's a big demand for more MCU movies right now people want to see the continuation of the story Avatar was a big thing and it was popular and yeah for a while it was the highest grossing movie mm-hmm. but does anybody quote Avatar and pop culture the way that they quote movies like The Dark Knight no or something like or just what, any Avenger movie or any Avenger movie or no. something
0: Iron Man says or Cap says like
1: Maybe, I don't know. I just don't see it becoming the biggest movie of all time. But I think his intention is to make the next biggest movie, reclaim his title yeah. as the king of the box office. Uh, yeah.
0: We'll see. I think that that's a fair point. The world. That's
2: yeah, a fair point. We'll see, point. It James Cameron. We'll um, see.
0: So with all the everything, all the topics and all this that we went into detail with, what are your guys' final thoughts on how superhero movies are looking or your opinion for like where it's going to be going, the direction it's taking?
1: I think it's good for now and I I was wanted to bring something else up Uh, Mm too. Tarantino hasn't said too much about a lot of this but Tarantino is actually a Marvel fan and has gone on binges and talks about how much he loves Thor Ragnarok. So just to know, there are certain acclaimed filmmakers out there that do original work that still love these movies Mm -hmm. and Quentin Tarantino is one of them. He gets excited because he used to be a comic book fan growing up and he used to be like, if you ever hear the first things he ever did in terms of imagination and creating stories was taking his figures as a childhood of Superman and Batman and, you know, fighting them and putting, his mom said that she would put on little plays with all of his superhero action figures and that's how his imagination got kickstarted. And while he doesn't make superhero movies, I could see somebody like him Mm -hmm. still being influenced by you think about, um, Kill Bill. Uma Thurman is practically a superhero in that mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. She's her, her abilities are so. I mean, bad she ass. does Yeah. She's iconic. They're badass. There's sure. no superpowers, but. She does what only a superhero yeah. can do. Right. Many, it's just
3: it's just the respect of the director. You know, every yeah, director likes has their, their their vision when it comes to directing their movies. Exactly. You know? If they if it's something that they know they can't make themselves, but somebody else could execute it perfectly exactly. and bring what mm-hmm. they want. Like you said, it was something he grew up with. Like, right. so if you could bring something like he that could do to a like, Hawkeye movie. That's like,
2: right. But now, what was he called in the most recent uh, Men Game movie? Freaking uh, what? Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Who he was, was he? Called
0: uh, uh, R- Ronan. Ronan. Well, he wasn't he would, called that, but that like no, movie, I know, but yeah. we know that who his, the actor. the, comics, of it, yeah, the, was, the comic, yeah.
2: He would make a dope ass Ronan freaking movie. He would, he would make probably one. could, yeah, yeah. And if bro. you think about a, a movie
1: like a Django Unchained, we talked about on the last podcast how superheroes started off as a fantasy to fight oppression. When we talk about mm-hmm. Superman being kind of a, about fighting the Nazis and something like well, that. Captain well, America is the same punch, You punch punched well, out Hitler well, I mean, on the that's cover. That's what of one Gen- superheroes are created Django for, is the know? same thing. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not a superhero, but he's kind of a hero that's a little bit over the top and he's fighting some form of oppression and it makes a certain Whole group slavery. of people feel empowered. Exactly. So even though he doesn't make superhero films, the influence is uh, evident there as well. Right. Also of note, Quentin Tarantino idolizes Martin Scorsese too. So he's somebody who is able to take influences from both worlds. And you could see that mm-hmm. Tarantino's movies, I guess, get more in depth, but they also reach a general audience because they're exciting movies. Right. They're and fun. they yeah. have aspects of, like, they have heroes in them. And they right. have different cool things like that.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. it's easy to tell when you think about the, one of the final scenes in Kill Bill 2, where he compares, um, you know, when he hits the bride with the uh, truth serum and he goes on his rant about... Superman. Um, yeah, when he, when he compares, like, her to Superman. Not saying that. that she's exactly like Superman. She's, like, he's trying to say, like... You know, Superman. Superman is stands alone because he was born Superman. He wasn't born Clark Kent, which I mean, that, that's not exactly the best because you know you can make the argument that he's really Clark Kent and super. Like you know, the same thing was like you know, Batman. Bruce Wayne is really Batman, and Bruce Wayne is just his his civil identity used to that he uses to uh to um confuse the public into who he really is. But you know, that's a different subject. Um, just for the fact of like. Comparing her that you know Superman was uh, Superman was born Kal he wasn't born Clark Kent yep. and saying that she you know she was she was just like just like him she was born a killer and she's always going to be a killer so I think that was like a pretty cool way to you know compare and contrast like you know mm-hmm. thinking about you know who she is and like the kind of like the kind of character that you know she's portrayed as mm-hmm. and how 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 like the audience sees her well how like you know she is in this world and you know yeah. like, going through her own metamorphosis and. You know, it's really easy to see. Okay, he made a Superman reference. Obviously, this guy's got a, you know, went An in depth. In depth, got, Superman yeah. An reference. reference.
1: One. one that delved into the mythology of Superman and breaking. Yeah. Basically, Quentin Tarantino gave his interpretation of Superman mythology in that whole yeah. scene of what he takes away from yeah. it. And you could see how it influences Man. his films. Exactly.
0: So it's like, I don't. I don't think he it, it's more like it, it was it was cool in the sense that like he didn't really go on to praise it. I mean, in a way he did. He was like, oh, I'm a, I am binged them um, some Marvel movies before Endgame. And I'm a big fan of um of of um what is he a big fan of? of Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Tayaka Ta- Waititi. Ta- Ta- he's he's great. It was more of like all the praise that he had gave. So. I feel like…
1: And he's also one of the defenders of Superman Returns. He swears up and down that that movie is a masterpiece. Does he really? I swear. <laughs> I really he wrote don't. an essay about… Damn, uh, really. He wrote an essay about why Superman Returns is uh, that's misunderstood. A co- that's a community co- fan there. Right. <laughs> that's
3: not a show. Yeah. Well, or he's a Superman him. fan. Yeah, so that's maybe what I he was mean, more of that fan. And there yeah. you go. Like, it yeah. also shows that even directors… ...geek out when it comes to superhero movies. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Of course. That's always going to happen. So it's always good to see that... ...directors are still showing some love and respect... ...to these movies, you know? because You know, these movies... ...these characters and the whole superheroes... ...were created because... they, ...they wanted someone to protect... ...a fantasy where... The good beats the evil, you know? Exactly. It's, it's always gonna be Damn. like that. Especially the, these heroes that always that came out through their time was to fight that sort of um that event that was
2: going All on. All right, what about with time. these times? Do you guys with feel these, a new superhero brewing? A new superhero As far as moon? like who are well, I'm just saying in general. I think to bring out DC what's going on and to,
3: Marvel, like, yes,
1: sir. Need to have the balls to create new superheroes that could get adapted into movies in the future. No, now, yeah. now do, that doesn't mean create superheroes just to tr- put, turn them into movies because that's not the right <laughs> motivation <laughs> <No>. to turn, <laughs> but,
3: but to, to add some sort of aspect instead of, what's of going on in real life topics and bringing them into these movies, you know, like mm-hmm. that e- great. Like, every we need to like. We need to know what's going on in the world, and you know a lot of directors do that when it comes to filming their movies. You know, right. and that's just where us as fans to these movies come into play. We we really get in depth into the movies, like we actually visualize everything. We we go back to the movies, we watch it twice because we miss a couple of times. You know, that's just us yeah. as wanting to learn about this stuff. You know, and. I believe right now, superheroes, since it is such a big topic and since it is something to fight for, like that's going on right now with the world, I think people should be able to like add people into movies, you know, and just bring it into consideration where it's like you have to hit a certain type of demographic in a certain way, you know, like all these uh, superhero movies that are coming out, we understand more because we're already adults. We understand as for the little kids, they all they see is explosions but you know once they get older they do realize what these movies are.
1: Society is always going to need its stories of good and evil because there's always always going to be life is always going to be turmoil and uh, like like any form of art art is supposed to reflect our fears our desires our fantasies we Mm -hmm. need Reflections or positive things mm-hmm. to look up to, even if Superman is just an ideal and he's not real to a lot of people. That's, that's it gives that's inspiration. That's enough hope, that's enough hope, enough hope for them. Boy, it's crazy. What yeah.
2: do he stand for? He stands for hope. So, hope. And
1: yeah. I think that
0: hope justice in the American way, yeah, hope justice, truth, truth, justice the in the American way. way. Sorry.
1: And going back to one more thing to the Tarantino thing, he also so once upon a time in Hollywood. I don't know if you've seen it,
0: yeah, it's pretty good. It was good.
1: It also is in a way, Cliff Booth is like a superhero, he's writing. Writing the wrongs of history because he Tarantino imagined these terrible crimes as a kid. And like people who like superheroes want to see these crimes, um, want to see um, bad get punished, they want to see exactly. these crimes yep. uh, uh, you know, rectified, right? right yeah. The wrongs, right? The wrongs. So Tarantino does that with some of his movies, so right? I could definitely yeah. see, I don't picture him ever doing a superhero film. But I could definitely see the influence and the impact yeah. that it had oh, yeah. on him yeah. as a person. And that's, exactly. and that's
3: good because that's where like it comes into play where we continue mm-hmm. to watch their movies too, you know? Because there's some mm-hmm. sort of superhero influence to exactly it. So it's something you never get bored. You get to see all aspects of it. When you get Damn. Marvel, you see explosions. When you see Tarantino, you get that superhero aspect where it's but something totally if also There's uh,
2: uh, the too. only thing I will get. He has
1: speculated though. on possibly doing one. Yeah, that <laughs>
2: that but this is what I'm saying, you know how Quinn always has a what do you call them like a first uh you know, first narration person? first narration. Non- narration Yeah, first. no, uh, like he when narrates, he the first this, story. This, yeah, first this narration. This narration oh yeah, yeah. movies. I could see up. him doing that with some sort of like origin story with some sort of superhero. It doesn't matter which superhero, even if it's a villain, like you know. That'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It, he'll he'll do the first uh, narration where it's like he was born, or he's a little kid, or something, right? Mm-hmm. That's first generation. Uh, Second mm-hmm. narration: what's the story to becoming of this who- hero or exactly. The villain? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then third narration, all right, what's he gonna do as a hero? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then fourth narration, fuck it, just ended at the fourth. <laughs> is he gonna die? What's his story gonna come mm-hmm. to? Is he gonna die or is it gonna continue? You know right. what I'm saying? So I could yeah. see him doing some sort of aspect with that. It's not gonna be a, so, a whole like all uh, like Avengers right now, you know, a bunch of different superheroes. I could see him mm-hmm. doing like some, like I said, some sort of origin story, continuation story, ending story some, for some like, sort of superhero. I here, like, the feel only like thing could, is, it would be the Brian, most mouth superhero yeah. movie. Oh yeah, I would. Hey. Yeah. he would
1: probably end up topping
2: Deadpool. for the that superhero, superhero yeah. but movie. But like, like I you said, would be pretty cool though, right? Something different? Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah something, something different. Like, remember yeah, when exactly. Sin City
3: came out? Like Sin City was a whole different… Oh, comic book movie too. Awesome. Yeah that's why. Well, gra- it's a graphic, graphic, novel. graphic novel. Like the way that movie was… Damn. Graphic, graphic novel is a, a pretentious book. way of saying sub, comic sub book. Subgenre. Something yeah. new with Watchmen also. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Hey, if that, that happens… Totally yeah. Remember yeah. y'all heard it here first. Ruben. here are the mutant. narration. Just to reiterate I think… superheroes. I don't think superhero
0: movies are going to die. I think they kind of are going to go the way of… Mm-hmm. I think of waves like they're probably going to go in the way of like the how martial <laughs> art films have survived for 40, 40 almost, almost 50 years A and, roller coaster wave and I think <laughs> park I think I think it's going to be like that you're going to have gonna you know like, it's it's yeah. going to it's going to calm down and then you're going to have a big wave and you're going to and because when I actually went to go see it man three it was sold out I couldn't even see it and you think about that for a martial art movie damn and, really an interna- international movie from Hong Kong Sold out in America. But granted, granted, where I was at, it was it was a huge, huge a heavy uh, Man? Chinese, Taiwanese, Taiwanese population. But, but still, movies? um, you know, when you think about that, the fact of like a, a a martial art movie from Hong Kong sold out, and that that that's just amazing. And the box office that it had, it had, it did, it did so well that they, uh, Wilson Yip, the director, and Donnie Yen decided to come back and finish the series with. But think four. about it this and, way: if you
2: think, oh, I'm sorry to cut you off, like that there. was okay. But think about it when you bring up it, man. That way, if you think about it, I think that's when mixed martial arts started getting bigger at the time. So I think when it's it came again, out it's into big, yeah. into into theaters, well, but it was I feel more, like that has something to do with it a little bit. Well, it's it was more, but it was maybe. more,
0: it was more taking it back to that classic, you know, Hong Kong era. It wasn't, you know, where you know it's it's Wing Chun and it's it's like this. It's more more of a artsy style than opposed to being like it's now mainstream. Strictly yeah, it's it's more of like kind of like a sub-genre, a sub-genre of action films. So um, I think it's kind of going to go that way. And they're just going to have to reinvent and remodel and find new ways of doing things and have like new stories and new ideas to tell that haven't been done before. You exactly. mm-hmm. said so
3: be don't be scared to create anything. Exactly. exactly,
0: exactly, Exactly. So, Let the creative side come out Exactly, of, yeah, everybody exactly. right now. Well, all that being said, any final thoughts for you guys? No.
1: no, but some a group of artists there, Be The Next Image Comics. Mm-hmm. Because when that came out, like Spawn, that was a fresh hero that never existed before. Exactly. I don't see why we can't get something brand new again. Exactly. That's the true.
0: mainstream people declined yeah. them. Are, right take a, a risk. Mistaken. If, if yeah, anything, be, they be like Mirage risk. Comics where they were um, they were the creators of, of Ninja Turtles. Just combined things that they were inspired by and mm-hmm. created something that was entirely new. Yeah. And something yeah. That, yeah. Was, yeah. that was… Yeah. You can I see the know. inspiration they, from what they had. But it was still new. Yeah. It was still telling it in an in a exciting way. Yeah. So I think that's that's like my yeah. input on that. Yeah, but.
3: everyone's going to like what you like no matter what. You know, not yeah. everyone. Exactly. There's people that are not going to like it. But there's people that are going to be like, oh damn, like something mm. that I like. Yep. And they're going to they're gonna follow you. And then that's exactly. you go. Just don't always. just to take the risk. Yep. Right. Always, man. Exactly.
0: So.
2: so new coming guys, bring us something new. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially the new generation. Keep it going. You know
0: what exactly. I'm saying?
3: Yeah. We already exactly. got our heroes Let <laughs> uh, Our… This generation create the new
0: ones. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So all, right. all that being said… I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for joining us so much today on episode 16. A little bit of a different… um Style. Of a different episode. But different you know… Episode. We were really glad to go in depth into these we, topics and ideas. We're already yeah. on
1: episode 16.
2: Yeah, yeah wow. We over here yeah. killing it. If you haven't go? caught the that's, first one… We have had one through 16 it just goes, going man. on right now.
0: But from everybody here on the Heroes and yes. Beans podcast… We thank you guys so much for joining us. And make sure you subscribe, like our videos… Higher Passion Entertainment and hope you guys are all taking care and being safe out there. Be safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.